0: You're listening
1: to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of land and waters that this podcast is recorded on. This episode of This Glorious Mess is brought to you by Children's Panadol. Care starts here. Always read the label and follow the directions for use. Incorrect use could be harmful. I'm Lee Campbell and this is This Glorious Mess, the mother's group in your ears where judgment is left at the door. And I truly hope that judgment is left at the door this episode because I am going to pull back the curtain on rage. Yes, rage. And I'll be honest, I do get a bit ragey because as parents, we have so many things to think about. Then sometimes when the tiniest, littlest, mildly annoying thing happens, it can absolutely feel like the straw that broke the camel's back. And as a mum, I'm the camel. And thankfully, I'm not alone. Chantelle Elam also gets a bit of mum rage when under pressure, and that's why she's joining me as my co-host today. Chantelle is the blogger behind Fat Mum Slim, where she shared her life, loves, travels and favourite recipes over 15 years. Chantelle is also a mother of two daughters, aged 10 and 15, wrangler of two chocolate Labradors and wife to one big kid, her husband, Shane. When she's not weighed down by the mental load of life and parenting, she's floating around in the salty ocean of the Tweed Coast. That sounds heaven. So Chantelle, welcome to the show. I am very pleased to talk to you because I need someone I can vent to in a safe space about mum rage. Your girls are a little bit older. You've got a tween and a teen. I've got a four-year-old son. Have you experienced mum rage in your 15 years of parenting? No,
0: it's been a joyful ride and there's never been any mum rage at all. Of course I have. Absolutely. Yeah, mum rage happens often.
1: Okay. That's good to hear because I wasn't sure. And I know that the whole gender thing, you know, we shouldn't play into that, but I'm finding a four-year-old boy a lot and I've got some friends with girls that seem so placid. And I was like, maybe it's a boy mum thing, but it's nice to hear that it happens to girl mums as well. So talk to me about the juggle and the mental load and how that contributes to mum rage for you.
0: I think like with the mental load, I get to the point where I'm just cruising along and I feel like, oh, I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. And then it hits the point where I'm not okay. Like it's just too much. So I think as an introvert, it's the overstimulation for me that gets too much, but it is this mental load of just carrying everything, like having to think of everything. An example of that is my daughter turned 10 and this isn't going to be a husband bashing experience. No, no, I get it. I love him. But even yesterday as she was opening her presents at 6am, I kind of looked at him and I thought, you have no idea what's behind all that wrapping paper or how it got there or what she wanted. And I just think that's just an example of the thought that goes into being a parent. We have to think of everything. So it gets to the point where our brains can only handle so much, can't they? And it just is like, I feel like my brain is about to explode and I'm not my best self. When I get to that point, the load is too heavy and it's just too much.
1: Yeah. What do you do then? Have you snapped before? What are your coping methods now?
0: I can find myself, when it's too much, doing a rage clean. Everything is wiped down. Everything is perfect. And I just do a little check-in with myself and go, okay, we're not okay. So I think that's the point where I realise something needs to shift. This happened yesterday with my husband. Like, I need a break. My eldest daughter, we've just decided to homeschool. She's been quite badly bullied. Oh, my load is really, really high at the moment. So I just was saying to him, the way that I feel good is when I have time to myself and I haven't been alone or had time to myself in such a long time. So I think it gets to that point where I'm like, I'm not okay. I need to change things up. And that's having a conversation. And I want to get you know things organized into little boxes and make everything nice. But really, it's just a conversation of, hey, can you take someone out? Can things look a little bit different? Can you do dinner? Like, What can you do to help?
1: It all comes down to communication, doesn't it? Because I think we do have so many tabs open in our brain and we're almost too busy to communicate it. So we're just like, oh, we'll do it ourselves. But then we're a frenzied mess. Yeah. And I
0: want him to think about when I'm doing that rage clean, I want him to be coming up with the solutions. And I'm like, he has no idea what I'm thinking.
1: Yeah. He just thinks, oh gosh, she's cleaning. I don't <laughs> rage clean, but at least that's productive. I mean, I shouldn't be raging in the first place. I need to put systems in place before I get to the rage clean but at least you're getting stuff clean.
0: <laughs> I know, I know but it doesn't. No, it's so not great, right. Yeah, it's nice to have things clean.
1: I also love how you talk about carving out time or space for yourself because I think particularly as mothers or primary caregivers, we do get to the rage point because we take ourselves off the to-do list. We're the first thing to go. Exercise or a walk or you know, taking the time to chop up a salad and instead we have chips or whatever. And I think that mothers giving other mothers permission to go, "No, you're not a bad mum if you do prioritize yourself sometimes, and I think that that's really important because otherwise we do get to the point where we just snap over. You know, for my four-year-old, he'll snap over the fact that I peeled the banana wrong, and then I'll snap back. But that's because that's the sixty-five thousand thing I've had to deal with that day.
0: I just keep making the same mistake. Like I'm in my fifteenth year of being a mum, and I have not learned, so I'm <laughs> not bringing much wisdom. But it's just doing the same thing over and over again. And I do wonder. When will I nail this? Mm. When will I get this right? And I look at other mums and I know we all go through the same thing, but some, especially my sister, has just worked out what she needs and how to make her life a little bit better by taking care of herself. So one day I will nail it and I'll come back and I'll tell you how to do it.
1: I'm sure you've got very happy daughters and that's nailing it in itself. Yeah. You know, this show's called This Glorious Mess because parenting is glorious, but it's definitely messy and I'm trying to nail it too. So I love your honesty, but I'm a bit scared that my son's only four. And I might not <laughs> nail it for the next few years. I wanted to ask you, this is quite a personal one, but I can definitely relate. Has hormones over your parenting journey affected your rage. I say that because I've got endometriosis in the week leading up to my period. I am just ragey, not at my son. And I definitely try not to take it out on him, but work, husband, family, household, everything. And then you throw hormones in, which men don't have on a 28 day cycle. And I find that week really difficult in the world of parenting. Have you ever related to that? Oh, absolutely. Those rage cleanings usually happen the week before I get my period. Mm.
0: And it's really internalized for me. I had an endometrial ablation maybe three years ago. So did I. Yeah, I don't really get a period anymore. So I don't know when that's coming as much as I did in the past. Like I don't get the cramps or anything. But it was funny, some girlfriends and I and my husband were on this conversation talking about periods and he was saying, I don't know when is getting her period. And I was like, oh my God, how can you not know? Because <laughs> in my head, I'm yeah. overwhelmed and just... Not my best self, so it's nice that he doesn't notice, and or he's just being kind and saying that to everyone. But yeah, definitely in my head it's worse, and I get like pre-period anxiety, so Me I just too. Am feeling just on edge constantly, and it's, I'll get a little bit of spotting or something. I'll realise oh, I'm okay. Yes.
1: It is a legitimate thing that happens to a lot of women monthly or so and it's hard, you know, maybe that's where we do need to communicate with the other caregiver if there's two parents in a situation and say, Hey, like it's a lot for me this week and you know, I don't like it when people are like, Oh, it's just your period or whatever, because we can't control our hormones like that and, and it really does affect every aspect of your life and you don't want to be taking it out on your little ones or around your little ones because it's not their fault. But sometimes mums need a little help. And gosh, wouldn't it
0: be great if we could look after ourselves a little bit more in that week leading up or whatever it is that we need. Like, all right, well, that's our body and our brain saying, hey, take care of me. So if we could just not ignore it and get into those mum (sighs) rage moments, that would be brilliant. I
1: agree. I'm with you there. Let's campaign the government. Do you think dads get parenting rage?
0: I don't want to dismiss them, but I don't feel like my husband does as much. He's so hands-on, so he's great, but he'll go to cook dinner and he won't even think about vegetables and he'll just do the meat and they'll be like, all right, I'm done. And I think that he just is just a box ticker ticks the box and it's done where I've got to think, are they getting enough nutrition? So the load is so different. Mm. He's so great at handling stress. I think that he can just be like, well, that's enough. That'll that be fine. Where yeah. I'm like, Oh my God, big picture thinking they're not getting enough green stuff or whatever. So I think, Maybe he does, but it definitely doesn't look the way that
1: it looks for us. Your situation sounds exactly like mine. When he cooks dinner, it's me. It's like he does something on the barbecue and I'm like, where's the rest of it? But I'm also thankful that, you know, he's cooking something. But yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? I have an analogy. I think I heard it somewhere, but in a parenting relationship, when there's two of you, there's the foreman and the foreman has all the mental load and then there's the bricklayer. And so my husband's probably 50% bricklayer and I'm 50% bricklayer and that's the doing and the washing and the getting the breakfast, but then I'm a hundred percent foreman. So I'm also thinking of all the doctor's appointments and the book week. and, And I think, you know, then our load, if you're all foreman and half bricklayer, of course our load's bigger than theirs. And my husband said, Give me some tasks and leave them to me. And I'm like, okay, you're in charge of immunizations and, you know, whatever. But then I'm like, have you booked it? Have you booked it? Is he going? Yeah. And he's like, I've got this. But then we're like, no, no, no. Like, but you've got to do it timely and you've got to do it quickly. But yeah, it's an interesting observation. Yeah,
0: letting go is harder than you think. I mm. just, I think that's really challenging for me. I wish that I could just be like, this is your stuff. And I have been with some things like, I know the way to survive through this is to not own any part of some tasks. So, like for me, it's the gardening. I can mow for sure, but I'm not ever going to do that because if I dip my fingers or my toes into it, I'm going to start owning that, and I don't want to own any part of it. Like it's like that's his. So I wish that at the start of our relationship I'd kind of done that a little bit more.
1: Yeah, our version of that is the cat. So we've got two cats. So he's kind of like the dad to the cats and I'm the carer to my son. Obviously it's not that simple but he'll say, oh, I'm just taking the cats to the vet and I'm like, oh, I didn't even know they were due. And it is. It's nice to have something off my mental load. But I want to go back to rage. Do you have any tips for staying calm, I guess, so the rage doesn't explode? Is it listening to your body and listening to your mind and going, wow, I've got too many tabs open? is it a weekend away? Is it a massage? Is it a bath?
0: Yeah. When I think when it gets to this crisis point, I think it is pulling yourself out of it. You know, I'm at this really great age when my kids are 10 and 15, they actually can look after themselves. So I think realizing that they're okay and just relinquishing some of that Mm. responsibility. So even if it is a weekend away, I think that definitely helps. So whatever it is for self-care, like a massage can be that circuit breaker that you need just to come back with fresh eyes and go, Oh my gosh, it's okay. Like mm. this morning, I was feeling that overwhelm as well, and I just was like, I'm going to go buy my most beautiful sourdough bread for breakfast, and mm. I came back a different person. So yeah. I think those little things definitely help. But I think we need to have a better planning process, like the self care, the walking, the what do you need every day to make yourself a, yeah, bit a better person. Yeah, might be person. reading a
1: book. For me, it's my bath. I often call a girlfriend because. They don't try and fix it. Oftentimes when you yes. s- I speak to my husband, he tries to fix it. I just want to have a big old vent. And so I just vent and they're like, yep, I get it. I get it. I'm like, oh, I feel better now. But I've also employed something relatively new with my husband and we do what's called he says you need an ear or an answer. So does he just want me to listen or does he want me to come up with a solution? And most of the time, I know the solution. I just need to get it out of my head and off my chest and all of that jazz. And so that's been really working for us, an ear or an answer, which I think is good. I love that. Mm, everyone should adopt that. Lastly, balance. Do you think balance exists as a parent? And have you found it? Or what's the closest thing to balance you have?
0: I gave up on balance probably like five years ago, I think, because I just was hunting for it and searching for it. And I thought... When I get to this point, then everything will be great. And I just kept chasing it and chasing it. So I don't believe that balance really exists, but I feel like just this equilibrium, like I think we can get there with a little bit of self-care, with communication it can get a little bit better.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I don't think balance exists either. I think it's a bit of a myth sold to working parents or well, all parents. But the only time I get, I guess, a bit self-critical is when I look on Instagram sometimes. I'm like, wow, they've got it all together. But then I kind of look back at my Instagram. I'm like, well, I look like I've got it together because I only show it when I do. But normally I'm a hot mess with piles of washing and, you know, missed pyjama days. And so you just kind of have to give yourself a bit of a break, I think, don't you think?
0: give ourselves a break and just know that we're doing our best and our best is pretty darn amazing.
1: We know that the mental load of being a mum can sometimes lead to mum rage and it's hard not to be frustrated when our little ones are struggling with cold and flu symptoms for what seems like days on end. Children's Panadol can start to reduce fever in as little as 15 minutes while still being gentle on tummies. Children's Panadol can provide temporary relief from pain and fever associated with teething, earaches, headaches, immunisation and cold and flu symptoms. Children's Panadol. Care starts here. Always read the label and follow the directions for use. Incorrect use can be harmful.
0: Nailed it. You failed it.
1: Now, listen, we end the episode every week with our nails and fails in relation to parenting. And this week we'll relate them back to rage. So do you have a nail and or a fail from your parenting journey that you want to share?
0: Seeing my daughter so happy at her party and just realizing that even though I was internalizing this, oh my God, this is too much. And just seeing her so happy, that was one nail. But another thing that I was doing was I got to the point where I just was feeling that rage. And so I started, we've got this in our state, there is women that go for a walk at 6.30 in the morning. So I joined them and we started walking and they could see that I was struggling a little bit with everything we had going on. And they were like, I've got you like, what can we do to help? What can we do to help? And it was so great. And they're like, make sure that you're here at 6.30 every morning. And so that was like a nail for me because I just went every morning and it was amazing. And then my fail is that I missed a few and they they were like, you broke the cycle. You (laughs) need to get back in the habit. But yeah, I just need to go back to that. Just that little thing was such a great thing for my rage and the mental load.
1: Yeah, that's such a cool thing. I need to see if they've got that in my area. It's good too because it's it's not like having a personal trainer where you're like, oh, I don't want to go to that, but you're still kind of not letting people down, but people are expecting you to be there, so you're more likely to go and not let that fall off your to-do list, and it's so good for you.
0: Yeah, and just my day was dealt with differently. Like it was just mm. so much better. So, yeah, I just need to get back into that as There's well. There's
1: something to be said for endorphins. Well, my fail is – and this has happened a couple of times, and I'm not proud, but my husband works away most weeks, Monday to Friday. I'm based in Sydney, but he works for a Melbourne based company, so he's often an away. And so, my beautiful, curious, no sense of urgency four year old, we were trying to get out. We actually had to get to the doctor. It was the day we have together on a Wednesday, and he had every excuse under the sun. Or, you know, he was preoccupied by picking flowers for his friend that we weren't even going to see that day. And it was only eight o'clock in the morning, and I just was like, buddy! we don't have time. You've got to get in the car. And that was after 45 minutes of trying to get him out the door. And he looked at me in his little face and I just realised that the joy of being four and not having a watch and not really having anywhere to be because you can just wonder and that made me feel so awful and he was so like, oh, my gosh, mummy doesn't speak to me like that. But the nail is I flipped it. And I thought, who cares if we're 10 minutes late to the doctor? My doctor's always running an hour late, I swear. So we're probably still going to be early. So I got down on his level and I was like, all right, let's pick a couple of flowers. And we picked five flowers and he chose who they were for. And we weren't going to see those people anytime soon. You know, it was my mom and his cousin, but I said, yeah, you know, and he was so excited. And he held them in the back of the car and then he even showed the doctor. And I was like, all I needed to do was connect with him for five minutes. It lowered my cortisol. It lowered his cortisol, but the mental load and the rage was so close to bubbling that it kind of took me to bubble over to then stop and simmer down. And I think a lot of parents probably go through that every few weeks, I hope, because I'm hoping it's not just me.
0: Oh, it's so not just you. And that's such a beautiful moment to go, what a win. Like you turned it all the way around and it's a little connection moment. So that's beautiful. Yeah.
1: And cause I'm such a Taipei person. I hate being late, but I was like, my son is more important than the doctor's appointment. And then the rest of the day was lovely. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Oh, well, Chantel, thank you for sharing. That makes me feel a lot less alone. I'm off to find if I can find a mum's walking at 6.30 group. That is the <laughs> bloody Good great luck. idea. I did. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Chantelle. I feel better and I also feel like I've got some practical tips to try. And thanks for listening to this glorious mess. We have an email address if you'd like to get in touch with us. It's tgm at or jump in the Mamma Mia family group on Facebook and tell us what you do to divide the mental load and lower the rage. This episode was produced by Grace Rouvray with audio production by Scott Stroning. See you soon. This episode of This Glorious Mess was brought to you by Children's Panadol. Care starts here. Always read the label and follow the directions for use. Incorrect use could be harmful.